0: This week on the ranch, we preview round three, we review round two, the tigers are at the top of the ladder, and pistols' tips Shoot crash back to reality. Ride. Huh. Shoot Welcome back to On the Ranch. I'm your host Bob. And this is episode three. It's round three, 2019, and well, hasn't it been a turnaround from round one? Just like the boys after 60 minutes and only having one man left on the bench, I found it pretty hard to have the energy to get going on this one this week. It was a somewhat devastating loss for the boys in the 4x derby. Hard fought, but not quite hard won. Pistol, how did you find that game?
1: In a nutshell, brutal. It uh, it packed a lot of punch. Is a Brisbane outfit, they're out to prove a point. And they dominated us early. Again, not shying away from the battle. Now Taumalolo gets it. And no Ophachet was
2: in quickly and a big oh, tackle over the top. Two, Tavita Pangai even stared him down and said, you better bring more than that. That's what Pangai needs to do tonight. He needs to keep on doing that, putting pressure on Taumalolo. Great start. I think he'll accept the
0: challenge, JT. Well, we got no direct letters or mail this week. We had plenty of likes and and uh, heart emojis on our posts this week. If you've got any comments or criticism of us, please feel free to uh, hit us up on Facebook, hit me up on Twitter at XRBob, or send us an email at ontheranchnq at gmail.com. If you've got any comments about the game, we certainly want to hear about those so we can add to our discussion, and uh, we'll get your name up in lights as well here on On The Ranch with our massive... Listenership,
1: our audience intake. So you're telling me no one listened to no one No one gave feedback? No, there was um, no feedback this no week, feedback. which means we must is be doing, a, we no must be doing is well. Is no news good news That's or a, is no news no news? What's the, what's the go in showbiz world these I'm going to days. take it as no news
0: is good news because yeah, we'll, we'll when you do a that. bad
1: job, you do hear about it. That is true. Yeah, we'll run with that.
0: We're going to run with However,
1: that. However, by all means, please uh, keep sending them in. And uh, yeah, we can't wait to... Indulge you in round three of what we've got in store. Martin through the dummy, and Tamari Martin kept it alive. Well, what about the
2: effort by Tamalolo? And Opicek was running out of room, and the Broncos' defence stands up here. They'll get the ball back.
0: Round two review. The Broncos hosted the Cowboys at Suncorp Stadium on Friday, the 22nd of March 2019. No surprises there. Valiant Cowboys were overrun by the relentless Broncos, 29 points to 10 in front of a rabid, 45,023 fans who were keen for another blockbuster.
1: Yeah, look, I still think it was a solid game from our boys. And credit to the Broncos. They dominated us early. I do want to touch on that we were down to one-man bench for about most of the second half. Uh, Reshuffling of players. uh, But by rights, the Broncos probably should have put 50 on us with the cattle and the stamina that we did have left. So I thought it was a great resilient from the boys, if, it, if that's a positive to take out of the game. You touched on here a rabid 45,000 crowd attendance. I had a friend of mine that's a, a pretty hardcore Cowboy supporter is at this game. The Broncos supporter base, he said, out. Uh, Off chops, they are hostile to say the least. Wow! He was sitting up, sort of in the not in the nosebleeds, but on one of the tiers, and they're saying, "Cowboy, jump over the edge!" I'm thinking, "Wow, Jesus!" (laughs) You don't hear that at one three hundred. So, eh, at least we win the battle of the good sportsmanship of the fans. Unlike, unlike Lang Park offers. Well, there was no fights coming out on social media like at
0: certain uh, Richmond games. (laughs) So well,
1: there's a plus. <laughs> are,
0: it's one, one spot we have over them. Uh, Oates and Roberts both scored doubles. Pangai Jr. with a rampaging single. And McCulloch with a try that I'll talk a little bit more about later, I think. Isako managed to only slot two from six gold attempts at goal, thankfully. And Milford slotted a field goal, which really I can only describe as a bit of a wank.
1: Uh, look, a bit of practice as well. You never know when you need a one-pointer.
0: Oh, I think he well. It's, I'm glad he got it out of his system now because he probably won't be able to do it later in the year when it actually counts.
1: And and with the Broncos piling on those points, it was actually a breath of fresh air of I mean, anything to see Osaka miss those goals. He was sort of keeping us in the game at one stage there.
0: Cowboys tries came from Jordan Carhu and Justin O'Neill. Yes, I was just as amazed to see that as anybody else. Cahu with a 50% strike rate, kicking one from two goal attempts. Obviously a couple injury concerns for the Cowboys from this game with uh, Teo Malado having a confirmed MCL tear, a grade three, uh, which was in that tackle that where he was bent backwards thanks to a, a pretty much a third man in hit from Davita Pangai Jr. He's gone for six to ten weeks.
1: Yeah, a massive, massive loss for, for the engine room. Not that Moose Maguire is an adequate replacement. It just means that the rest of the boys will have to start stepping up a little bit more. Tom there's no secret, he averages over 200 metres running game, plus his post contacts game. Just the, the rest of the boys are going to have to start shirking that uh, that workload. And I actually want to see the rise of John Asiata in this one. I think uh, his impact off the bench in the, in the coming weeks will prove massive and put us in the right direction.
0: Yeah, absolutely right. And you could see in the game when he, when Tamalolo went down, uh, how much the other forwards had to try and work harder and just they couldn't really fill that gap. I think because they were expecting that, well, it was a surprise to everybody that Tamalolo went down. And from there, everyone else had to work harder, which affected the middle third and then affected the back lines. Everybody had to work hard and... But, well we all know what happened from there so Michael Morgan captain Morgan I should say looked to have picked up a bit of a shoulder or peck concern we didn't hear much more about it and he has been named this week although the back line has been shuffled uh, it, there's been more shuffle from greenie than a uh, red foo concert by the looks of things uh, we'll cover we'll go over the team a bit more later on Nene McDonald failed a Head injury assessment during the game. I'm not 100 uh, percent that he'll actually take the field this week. Well, he has been named, but sometimes it's it's the case where last minute they pull out after a, after a head knock like that.
1: It's early in the week, and so no doubt he'll have as much time to recover for Saturday's encounter against the Sharks. But I'd I'd still expect to see him take the field if he's if he's cleared and he's good to go. I can't see any any reason why he wouldn't.
0: Well, he certainly seems to be enjoying his time playing up here at the moment. He's he's always got a smile on his face when he's out there.
1: Why wouldn't you? It's the greatest place in the world to live. <laughs> yes.
0: Well, as I've mentioned before, the middle third is really where we uh, sort of lost this game. The Broncos, they they came out to intimidate Maguire initially. They not only succeeded in that, they scared all the other forwards into submission as well.
1: Yeah, with that, Maguire, will, he'll he'll be back bigger and better for the run. He's uh, Obviously, he was coming up against his former sparring teammates. There's no doubt been a lot of text messages sent back and forth before the derby, and Bronx are out on a mission to prove. Look, I'd like to see Green. I don't think he's named him this week, but it's only a matter of time before they bring Holler onto the bench. Tom Lalo, he's actually touted him as the Prince of Tonga, while he's still the king. But watch for watch for Maguire to bounce back this week. I think he's... Um, we all know what a what a player he can be, and he'll have that ruthless aggression, the fire in the belly to, to atone for, for last week's beatdown.
0: Well, he is in the number 13, where he's played uh, a lot of his career at the Broncos, so he'll probably feel a little more at home there anyway.
1: Not only that, but he's been named on the bench each game, but starting, so whether or not that's just been key ploys by Greeny throughout the week, but... Maguire already knowing what his role will be. At least now everything's certain, and yet he can just focus on starting the firebrand of footy that we all all know that he can do and produce. And
0: every, everyone else on the team will know he's starting there anyway uh, this week. So there'll be, I imagine, some more training and some more moves around him actually starting and possibly playing, oh, look, maybe even more minutes this year, uh, yeah. this week.
1: And and he'll he'll tighten down that middle three as well. And and don't forget, you've still got. J Mac and, and Thumper there, they're they're Australian and representative prop forwards. On on paper, that'd be the best in the business. Or if not, they'd be up there. So that middle three with with Scott McLean and Maguire, I will find that you'll see Maguire tighten up defensively. He'll still he won't be as damaging runner as Lolo has been. But he'll do a, do a job. I, I predict him to come out and make at least 170 plus metres this week and 30 tackles.
0: One thing I did touch on before was uh, Andrew McCulloch's try. Now,
1: Tom I, Brady's just thrown the Super Bowl. I, I
0: really don't like to harp on decisions like this. Look, the game was well and truly lost at that point. Uh, the game was well and truly lost probably half an hour into it. And it really meant nothing in the grand scheme of things. However,. McCulloch's try in the, the dying minutes of the game. There's was... still
1: fifteen to go, and anything yeah. could have gone either way. It was unlikely, but yes. Sua great run, quick play of the ball.
2: Nicarima, great recognition down the short side. The pass from Stage, not oh, the best. It's probably
0: forward. Probably. Probably. But definitely. Yeah, well you make your own luck in this game and that kind of forward pass, I mean that that's the kind of thing that only you only get away with if you're the Broncos
1: at Suncorp. Yeah, it's they've been doing that for years. They somehow get that that gift wrap, but at the same time, look, I always believe you've got to be humble in victory and gracious in defeat. Yeah. As much as it it sucks at times, but look, look even the, ca- that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs>
0: Even Kevin Walters thought that was forward. And he is not a Cowboys fan by any stretch of the imagination, especially against the Broncos.
1: Nene McDonald at
2: speed. Won't be getting out of there. Finished off. Third man in by Pangai.
0: Round three preview. The Cowboys are hosting the Sharks at 1300 Smiles Stadium this Saturday, the 30th of March. It's a 4.30pm game. Hopefully it's a little bit warm. The Sharks, they're coming off a 20-6 win against the Titans in round two. And they lost to the Knights in round one. Pistol probably hard to gauge the Sharks' form just going on those two results.
1: Yeah, look, it was a hard fought battle round one with Newcastle and the Titans. I mean, they mean they were touted as top eight contenders early on in the year, and they have not produced the goods. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be rating too much on the Sharks this week. I mean, they will be a, a strong opponent. They've got a strong forward pack. And they've got Sean Johnson in the team now as well, uh, so he he can pop up and be deadly at any any place. But yeah, look, I I still I still have the Cowboys as clear favourites in this one.
0: Well, the Sharks do look pretty potent with Sean Johnson directing the play. He uh, he put Katoa over the line twice against the Titans. Probably not. Shouldn't read too much into the Titans. In the last two weeks, they've been missing uh, Ash Taylor and Tyrone...
1: Tyrone Roberts.
0: Roberts went down early in that game last week. So we shouldn't read too much into that. They still managed to put six points on the Sharks.
1: And but... and, and they held the Sharks out a lot. Like, Sharks didn't play too good. I, you know, to steal a, a line from Sam Thiday a few years back, it's, uh, yeah, it didn't look pretty, but it got the job done. <laughs>
0: With the Sharks going down against the Knights it was 14 to 8. So the Sharks have only put on 28 points in two rounds. So Josh Dugan's haircut, I have to mention that. Have you, <laughs> se- have you seen it? I think that alone oh. could help the Sharks. It, it looks ridiculous. I think the boys could spend the first 20 minutes of the game laughing at it. I've, I've seen a few of these haircuts on other players as well. I, I think it's Angus Crichton might be sporting a similar one. It's, it's like a half mullet.
1: There's. There's a Simpsons episode, the softball, <laughs> years ago. Bernsey says, Mattingly, shave those sideburns. You're off the team. <laughs> he looks just like Jay Mattingly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we could be staring down the barrel of a coaster season here. I'm going to need to book in some more anger management sessions if there's more games like that last one going to play out this year. But I think this week we might be able to redeem ourselves.
1: Look at home, day game. It's still hot and humid up here in the tropics. I've got I've got no doubt that uh, the boys will regroup and regroup well. Boy, little
2: kick in behind Oates, hunting a hat-trick, and how brave was that? Wonderful ball handling to Mari Martin back in the fullback role.
0: Well, Greeny did name the team today. Uh, it is Tuesday as we record this, and uh, there has been a, a shuffle in the back line, uh, quite a big shuffle actually. As I mentioned before, Tamari Martin is starting in the fullback role.
1: I like that. So do I. I, I do like that. I find that he's been the most, he's been the best games he's played has been a number one. Feel a bit for Kahu. He he wanted to come up here and make the one his own. But I think just having Martin in there he, he reminds me of a of a Matt Bowen esque sort of player where he can pop up he doesn't have the responsibility of directing the play and being a kicking option, although he still is at number one. I I just find that with his elusiveness, he's got footwork, he's got good speed over 40. I, I find that Martin's best role in the team is number one, to be honest.
0: Nene McDonald, of course, gets his spot back in the team. That's fantastic having him there with Jordan Carhu inside him.
1: Yeah. Didn't absolutely. he
0: spend most of his time at centre? For the Broncos? the Broncos?
1: McDonald and... And uh, Kahu, wing three-quarter pairing, that's... Look, I think Kahu playing centre will be good. Like, I think he'll get a lot more ball out to McDonald, whereas O'Neil may not have. And I find that Kahu's probably got a bit more of a better defence. Being a fullback, he's got a good vertical leap on him. So you watch for, for try-scoring opportunities with Nene and, and Kahu over there. you got two two good athletes that can leap high for the ball.
0: And then on the other side, we've now got Ben Hampton in number four, taking over from Oppercheck and Jarrod Bowen.
1: Ben on the wing. Ben Hampton, the people's champion, he's <laughs> he's back in round three. Good signing, too. Good, good to see. But, Absolutely, you know, he's he's too good of a player to be sitting in in Q Cup. He's got elusive speed off the mark, and so on one one edge you've got two big leapers, and on the other side you've got two big speedsters as well. So. I'm still with, with a little Bowen con- and Hampton.
0: I'm still a little concerned about Bowen's defence.
1: Yeah, but he's he's got Hampton out inside him and Hampton's pretty nuggety, like he'll he'll cover a, he'll cover a lot. Well,
0: it's all uh all this is to accommodate bringing in possibly the the biggest news and what I think a lot of people have been hoping for this year is uh the big Jake Clifford. The prodigal
1: son. The red dog. The re- the big red dog. The big
0: red dog is in, in
1: number six and he has been carving it up in uh Q Cup. Couple of men of the match performances. But I mean it is a big it is a big jump from from reserves up into into the NRL.
0: Yeah, it is, but he's got a bit of big match experience. He played a few games for us last year and did Unbelievably
1: well in those, and while his, Morgan was out, so. and his stocks are only on the rise anyway. I think early in the season, yeah, let's get him out there, let's see what he can do.
0: Absolutely. Uh, hopefully, he, he doesn't. Hopefully, the pressure doesn't get to him too much because there will be a lot of people riding on it. But he,
1: uh, he also adds another goal kicking option up <laughs> up the sleeve as well. You touched earlier, Carhu. I mean, they were two sideline conversions last week, but even against the Dragons, he's missed a few as well. So Clifford. He is a sharpshooter, so it does give us another option with um with conversion.
0: The incumbent number seven, captain Michael Morgan,
1: riding high in the saddle.
0: Hopefully, no injury carried through. I did read that it might have just been a burner.
1: Yeah, look, he's I'd, I'd heard Greeny's um interviews today, and it's contact sport. He said, "Look, you're going to get a couple of bumps, but as far as injury, he's he's good to go." Do we do we call him Captain Morgan, or can we call him Magic Mike?
0: Magic Mike, all I can think of is a topless dude dancing on stage.
1: You've got a good rig.
0: Number eight, Matt Scott, of course. Number nine, Jake Granville, Jordan McLean, Gavin Cooper, and Cohen Hess, rounding out 10, 11, and 12. And of course, Josh McGuire promoted into the full time 13 role. Off the interchange, we've got John Asiata, a promotion for Corey Jensen, Ooh. up into the starting interchange. Good. And Mitch Dunn and Francis Molo rounding that out.
1: I I found that Dunn and Molo did an exceptional job off the bench last week. So it's good for them to retain their spot. Corey Jensen, who drops out for him from last week?
0: He has come in because Josh Maguire is off the bench. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah.
1: Josh Maguire's promoted up in the town. Of course, of course. And also the 14, John Asiata. I couldn't have much more big raps on this kid than, than anyone. I think I reckon he's probably the the glue in that forward pack, to be honest. He, as I said last week, he's the head chef. He just seems to be cooking up deals all the time. And you watch for him to, to rise now that his that is mate Lolo is out for a few weeks. and
0: Well, he's put on some plays the last couple of weeks that have just been unreal. And just having that fresh pair of legs out there and probably the fresh eyes to see, to read the plays and...
1: And when he's not doing that, he can take the ball up and run hard anyway. So you watch for big things out of big J.A. in the ensuing weeks.
0: On the extra reserves, we've got Shane Wright. Justin O'Neill has been dropped down into number 19. Peter Holler.
1: Yeah, the Prince of Tonga.
0: He's in number 20. And Anari Tuwalo, who I'd like to see actually out there and playing, but uh, maybe he's just not quite there yet. you
1: can't fit them all in, unfortunately. All All those reserves... are all adequate to be playing this week, but unfortunately, you can only pick 17. It's
0: a good problem to have. There's a lot of good depth at the moment. Mm. So it's given me some optimism that field the team picked this week.
1: And depth everywhere. Mm. You know, like you've you've got good outside back depth, you've got good forward stocks. Uh, keeping in mind, you know, that they say 6 to 10. He's a pretty quick healer. I remember he did his knee a few years ago and they said the same thing. He's back within four, so. Well, I think
0: Greeny was hinting today he might actually be back a bit quicker as yeah, well. So, so
1: you, with the depth they've got, plus you've got the the wrecking ball to come back at some stage, it's it's a good headache to have.
0: So long as he doesn't get rushed back, but I can't see that happening. No.
1: But it's going that right
2: from side again. Done, lovely ball, and they are gonna score here the Cowboys. Still alive, and it's Jordan Carhu. First game against the Broncos.
0: Into a few news items this week. Would you believe the Tigers are now top of the table for the first time in their amalgamated history?
1: It's early in the race, Bumblebee. It's well, early in the race. <laughs>
0: they are winning the March premiership right now. Uh, Balmain has been top of the table before, but never the Tigers.
1: So with with that, they're obviously West Tigers. West
0: never the West Tigers. Never
1: the West Tigers. So you say Balmain. So in this instance I'm not going to give them the Balmain accolades. They're the Western Suburbs Tigers well. this week. So, <laughs> finally, for all you uh, Fibros out there, your team's on top.
0: <laughs> I bet you're copping it from a certain...
1: I most certainly am. <laughs> <laughs>
0: from a couple, hey, We've got a few Tigers yeah. uh, stalwarts up here, unfortunately.
1: No, good luck to us.
0: In other news today... The driver at Precinct got their material change of use for the property they've got out of Calcium. So they're going to start building the driver education and motorsport facility out west of town.
1: Hey, that's a win. That is a win. I, I was not aware of this. So that's actually going ahead now.
0: It is 100% going ahead. There is still more funding to come for the larger circuit and some of the more advanced facilities. But at first, they're looking to do uh, another kart tracks. So I think some dirt track racing, uh, possibly speedway. Yeah, and from right. there, build it out from there. So it's good news.
1: Is there a chance where that might become like a road track to Dunlop Super Series, like a Winton sort of race, things like that? Is that what they're aiming at?
0: Ultimately, it can be used. The The, the ultimate plan is to have a track for that.
1: Yeah, right. Uh,
0: and to run any kind of street or, or road racing series.
1: Oh, that's it. That's a good win for the North. Whether
0: whether it gets FIA, FIA approval and then you can host things like international type races, it remains to be seen. That's probably a long way off yet.
1: So, where's calcium? About thirty or forty k's as the crow flies from here. Thereabouts. It's actually pretty close to Woodstock. Yeah. Right. Also, in other news, it's actually come out that Vince McMahon uh, was never actually keen on having Sting versus The Undertaker in a match up that to me is just appalling these two icons of the sports entertainment business should have really well and truly by now had their match i know Sting, i believe he's had career-ending neck injury so he's had the surgery or he's going for it so i don't think we'll ever see that matchup. but to hear um vince come out and say that you're never gonna have that he didn't want the dead man versus the icon Well, that's just absurd. What's your thoughts on that one, Rob?
0: What's your thoughts on a uh, Sydney team being relocated?
1: I think there's a lot of heritage and history amongst all the clubs. I mean, it was the New South Wales Rugby League originally. It's then grown into the ARL and now the NRL. Look, I can understand... Why they want to, or if they need to, where if the clubs are going bust, the NRL have made a line in the sand. We're not going to keep funneling money into into the clubs that are just going backwards. So the way to survive is well, you relocate and become the Perth Bulldogs, the Perth Bulldogs for that matter. <laughs> There's a lot of history there, but I mean, I was I was down in Sydney for the seventeen grand final and. From the place I was staying in the Shire, you went through the Shire, the Redfern, St. George, plus you go into Z where the Roosters and Bulldogs and all that play anyway. So, in that one hour train ride, you've gone through six or so different suburbs or different clubs. So, I think it probably wouldn't be a bad thing. Uh, there was years ago where the AFL relocated a uh, Melbourne team to become the Sydney Swans. And that venture worked out fine. I mean, it was a bit iffy at the start. Uh, Fitzroy and the Brisbane Lions merged. Uh, that gave the Brisbane a, a supporter base in Victoria for their road trips, whilst also establishing a, a strong Queensland team. So as much as it'll be an uproar, like you're going to have generations of fans there, like the Bulldogs or Manly. I can't see him moving Manly on. Uh, that will be like, well, that's my team in Sydney who do I support if they go to Adelaide or Perth or wherever to grow the game? What they've got to realise is that they're going to be coming back to playing a Sydney club probably once every second week anyway. So they'll still see their team, plus they'll also be able to grow a game and create a supporter base out wherever they decide to relocate. So on one hand, it's it'll be a massive news and a shock, but on the other, I think it'll be a good thing.
0: I think it's got to happen. At God. some point, having nine teams right there in Sydney, it's too much, Yeah, uh, especially with Brisbane have got a whole city to themselves, but I don't think a second team in Brisbane would work either.
1: You know, it's, it's worked for them for a long time, but I think as, as it evolves from being a blue-collar game into more of a business, it's just, I don't think it's sustainable. No, and
0: financially, it's not all the Sydney teams are losing money. So
1: when you're averaging 12,000 or so to a game and you're getting 30,000 for a pre-season training session in an AFL club, it it goes to wonder where the support actually is. That's
0: right. When you get a turnover, well, here we
1: go.
2: Justin O'Neill is going to score. So the Cowboys get their second try of the evening. And with nine and a half to go, they're back within three converted from
0: Round three of the Queensland Cup. And the Pride, the Northern Pride, took on the Mendy Blackhawks up in Barlow Park. It was a 20 to 4 drubbing by the Blackhawks in uh, conditions that can only be described as, well, blustery.
1: Wet weather footy. And on that, there was a completion rate from our boys at about 75%. Now, they've got that Cyclone and and. and what might have out there, it's, it, it was blowing a gale and it was it would have been soaking wet. So to hold on to the pill for that side, put the plays on and just grind the pride out. I mean, it's a bit of a double-edged sword here. You sort of want to see both teams uh, compete well. Uh, but yeah, the Blackhawks, full credit to them, getting the chocolates on the day, but nothing to take away from the pride. They were outmatched by, by a better side on the day, but the pride, they'll bounce back.
0: Absolutely. Thomas Gilbert, Michael Carroll, and Timone, Timone? Timone Power with a try each. Levi Dodd with two from three conversions. The Dodd star. The Dod star. Two from two penalty goals. Ari Tuala, the only try scorer for the pride. On Saturday, the 23rd of March, the Mackay Cutters took on the Central Queensland Capras at BB Stadium in Mackay. The scoreline here, there were 62 points in total. 42 wow. points to the Cutters versus 20 from the Capras. Tries from the Cutters from Jaden Hodges, Dan Russell, Reuben Cotter. Jordan Kenworthy scored a double. Shane Wright and Ross Bella, Seven from seven conversions kicked from Marcus Jensen.
1: What a sharpshooter.
0: All over the park. Tries for the Capras came from Gudgeon. Two for Gudgeon. One to George Grant and one to Nathan Bassani. And
1: hey, look, that's a comprehensive victory from, from our boys down in Mackay there. It wasn't only too long ago where they won the comp and then they went through a bit of a lull, but all, all three of our, our feeder clubs, you know, they're, they're putting their right foot forward. The Pride last week uh, up against PNG had an absolute stellar performance. Obviously, they come up against the Blackhawks this week and you can only have one victor. And then the, the Cutters to put on a clinic like that, we're four and against towards the end of the season. Uh, will be important, and it's good to see that the the boys are on the right foot.
0: Well, the Blackhawks are sitting in fourth spot. The Pride in seventh, and the Cutters in ninth. The Jets are in 14th. So this week, the Ipswich Jets actually host the Pride down in North Ipswich Reserve on the 30th of March at 3pm. The Cutters take on the Seagulls on Sunday the 31st at BMD Kugari Oval. And the Blackhawks are taking on the Bears at Jack Mansky Oval on Sunday the 31st of March at 4pm. So get on
1: down. Get on down for that. Also, that's that game at Jack Mansky with the Blackhawks versus Burley will be the kick for the Ute. 35 metres out, place kick, landed in the back of the tray, drive home the $50,000 Navarra.
0: Interesting. Now, didn't you have a t- shop at that late last year? when?
1: Well. Yeah, I thought I thought this footage had died. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I went to went to the, I think it was the Cowboy Broncos game on a Thursday night. Wearing my RMs and jeans and everything, and and I've walked into the members bar just in behind the Western Grandstand there. Thought I'd just grab a an amber nectar. And I get two steps inside, and old love comes up to me and says, "Hey, mate, you want to have a at kicking for the forty, the halftime kick?" And I went, "Oh, yeah, I'm wearing RMs. I'm wearing." Wear me jeans, sure. Why not? Thirty out, not too good. Twenty out, not better. Ten <laughs> out, ended up slotting it over. I was just thankful that the bloke I was versing that night, I don't know, he must be a wizard Dungeons and Dragons or something because <laughs> <laughs> he he wasn't much better than I was. Probably my worst performance off the tee ever. Well, I don't know.
0: I've seen you kick a few footballs and uh...
1: worst performance off the tee ever. <laughs>
0: It's the stadium lights that put you off. It had to be.
1: Uh, well, it doesn't help when the wind was blowing like 400 knots into your face. It was coming also <laughs> on a westerly. Up was down, down was up. Day was night. I believe they also raised the crossbar a couple of notches too. It needs to be an investigation.
0: <laughs> well, quickly another sports. We touched on it last week. Brisbane Lions hosted the reigning premiers West Coast Eagles at uh, the Gabba, and unfortunately, well, yeah, unfortunately for for West Coast, uh, they got flogged.
1: They didn't turn up.
0: They, well, they did turn up for one quarter. They, unfortunately, they won, the, four quarters. they won the
1: first quarter. They thought they've got this in the bag. They basically got on the cans and forgot how to play. And look, when you've got a Dane Zorko led Lions the outfit. Yeah, you're in trouble every day of the week if you're not going to perform. So, credit where credit's due, Lions absolutely blitzed it. Yeah,
0: and thanks for all the texts you've been sending me this week, Pistol. That's been great.
1: I was just tagging you to make sure that you saw the game.
0: (laughs) Cricket news, and Australia is rapidly transforming into a winning machine after a 209-run opening partnership between Aaron Finch and Usman Khawaja.
1: Yeah, the car charger. He's back.
0: They took an eight-wicket win in the second one-day international against Pakistan. And in other cricket news, I don't know if you saw this, I, Ashwin's man-cad.
1: I have seen this.
0: In the spirit of the rules?
1: Oh. For anyone who didn't see it. Your Harvey Ashwin was bowling and Josh Butler at the time was on something like 60-odd, off 40-odd balls and seeing them like watermelons. He was at the non-strikers' end. So uh, Ravi's come in, He's he's gone to bowl. He's stopped as if he's done his action. Butler's then left his crease on premeditation that he's bowled the ball as he would and he's turned around and knocked the stumps off. Third umpire's come in. Butler, sorry, mate, you're out. Normally, I'm, I'm all for a man-cat purely on the fact that the batter gets, why is he allowed to get an extra 30 centimetres, half a metre head start on making a run where he could be safe at the other end getting run out? In this time, <laughs> there was there was nothing. It was just, yeah, not in the spirit, but within the rules. It'd be interesting to see England do that to India in a World Cup game <laughs> and India going on to lose that game, what the uproar would then be.
0: I think, yeah, no, nah, I don't think that would be happening in a World Cup game.
1: Never say never.
0: Never say never. If anyone's going to do it, it's possibly Ashwin.
1: Yeah, him or Coley. Not that Coley bowls, but gee, he's got eyes that can kill. I
0: don't think Coley would do that.
1: No, he'd probably I just think he'd knife go off his, you. <laughs> yeah, I think he'd
0: go off his nut if you did it against him.
1: On cricket news as well, we say farewell to a stalwart of the Queensland Bulls' pace attack. He played his last shield game last week against WA. Unfortunately, the Bulls going down in that one. Uh, Luke the Fox Feldman, the big uh, constable uh, from up this way that uh, has been residing in Brisbane now for over 10 years and has become quite the formidable face and the, of of the Queensland Bulls' pace attack. He's called time on his career. Uh, with a bit of luck, he might get picked up by a big bash league next year or something for a for a cameo. But uh, just on that, Fox, all the best, mate. It's been a pleasure watching you play. And uh, here's to you and Kelly and uh, and your new role or or your former role of going back and walking the beat. Take
2: care.
0: Well, wow. tips. Pistol. What happened?
1: You'd rather not talk about this week. Oh
0: no, I think we need to. One from eight. One, one.
1: from one from eight. And, and that was luckily the on the Eels Dogs game and ten minutes into it I was mowing the lawnless in a grandstand and the Bulldogs have run two tries in, I'm going, Oh no, I'm gonna get a duck egg this week. From the penthouse last week to the gutter this week.
0: We're on a total of nine after two rounds, and so am I after I managed five this week, so nine apiece.
1: Yeah, look, it's these things happen. I mean, look, I've, I've known my errors of the ways. I've held a press conference midweek. I've told the boys what to do. We're going to bounce back bigger and better, and this weekend is merely just going to be the start of the rise. Last week was just a, a slight speed bump in the road.
0: I think you've peaked too early.
1: I don't think I've peaked (laughs) enough.
0: Round three tips on Thursday, the 28th of March at 7.05pm. The Broncos in sixth place currently hosting the Dragons who are in 14th at Suncorp Stadium. Pistol?
1: Dragons by 10 for mine. Dragons. The iconic Red V will... uh, I reckon that this is is the game that kickstarts their season. Broncos coming off a damaging game against the, the Cowboys, uh, I think that they might just go into this one a little bit light-hearted and underdone, to be honest.
0: I actually kind of hope that you're right, but I am tipping the Broncos by eight. Friday the 29th of March, the first game at 5pm, the Raiders in fifth place are hosting the Knights in ninth place at GIO Stadium.
1: Yeah, me cousin Jeff will be out at this one down there, he, he resides in Queenbean. Uh, I've got the green machine in this one. It's it, This was one of the toss of the, of the week. So I, the Knights are coming good in in league circles. They're unlucky to, to go down the Panthers last week. Uh, but yeah, I think the Raiders at home, if this was played at Marathon Stadium, I reckon it'd be the Knights. But yeah, Raiders for mine since they're playing at home.
0: Well, are they both going to be right or both going to be wrong? I've gone the Raiders as well.
2: Ooh.
0: Ooh. 29th of March at seven o five p m. The Eels in second place. Uh, it's kind of weird saying that. Are taking on the Roosters in tenth place at ANZ Stadium.
1: Eels for mine. I've said I said it at the get go. I think that you're going to have to see a premiership hangover from the Roosters in the in the first few rounds. They nodded off against Manly last week. Any other team, Roosters probably are rowing too if they weren't playing Manly. So now I've got the Eels in this one and hopefully, hopefully they can get up and keep the Chooks out of the eight.
0: Interesting assessment. I'm taking the Roosters myself. I think they will uh, come good. And the Eels' run is going to end.
1: Ooh, the streak. The streak
0: is over. The
1: streak.
0: Moving on to Saturday, the 30th of March at 2 p.m., See Manly Seagulls, in 13th place, have taken their game over to Christchurch to host the Warriors. Oh, wow. Eighth place, brave decision to do that, although that is something that Manly tend to do.
1: That's like the South's taking their home game to Cairns to play the Cowboys. Look, I think this one, there's been a lot of stuff said about Christchurch, um, for probably the bad reasons, in recent recent weeks. I think that this is just going to be too much emotion and heart in this game. The Warriors will, will get up and get up quite easily.
0: 100% agree with you there. I think the Warriors will take this one in uh, in a bit of a canter.
1: They got touched up by the Tigers last week, which no one saw coming. But
0: having said that, the Tigers were on fire.
1: Yeah. Those, someone, pa-
0: those passes from Farah were just on point.
1: Someone call a fireman wherever I, you need. Nothing. I swear
0: he's 20 years younger than than he actually is out there. Someone else is dressed up in a Robbie Farah outfit.
1: You see him in the sheds after the game. What a reg he's got. He's, like, he's definitely turned back the clock.
0: <laughs> he's working hard. I can remember him sitting on the scoreboard. And was he, it at what, what
1: was he doing? Drinking KB bitters or twoies yeah, was or something? So <laughs> he, was, he was into he, him
0: when he, when he said farewell, probably thought he'd never play there again. Yeah, he was probably playing the best he's ever. Well, not the best ever, but...
1: Took a leak on the scoreboard. <laughs> Flip the CEO, the bird. Now it's 2000. yeah, gotcha, I'm out of here. It's
0: 2005 all over again. I don't think we mentioned 2005, do we? No. <laughs> the second game on Saturday, the 30th of March, the Mighty Mighty Cowboys in 12th place are hosting the Sharks in 7th at 1-300-Smiles State. The
1: Mighty Cowboys. Look, this is going to be... We've touched on earlier, I've got the Cowboys to win. I think the the key factor here is the daytime football. Uh, the Sharks have got a, a big pack there with Pryor and Fafita. Uh, they've got peculiar. Like I said earlier, they've got Johnson leading them around the paddock. But I just think that that daytime heat will be enough to sap them out, and I think they'll sort of fall away with about 20 to go.
0: Let's hope for a little bit of light rain beforehand too. So oh, nice wouldn't and, that
1: be something? So it's nice and muddy. Because it's not like we haven't trained in the rain or pre-season either. <laughs>
0: It's not like round one wasn't wet enough.
1: Oh, didn't the heavens open that night?
0: And the last game on Saturday, the 30th of March, the Panthers in 11th place are hosting the Melbourne Storm currently in 4th 6.35pm in Carrington Park in Bathurst.
1: Wow. Taking it to the Bathurst. Good on the Panthers for that. Taking it out to the bush, giving something back to the fans. Look, I've got the Panthers in this one. I, I think that... Look, call me... Call me crazy. I just think that the Panthers in Bathurst might just uh, get up over the storm and look, it'll be a good little family affair. Take the, take the family out for a weekend, go watch a bit of footy and do a couple of laps on Mount Panorama afterwards.
0: <laughs> Why not? Interestingly, the last time Penrith played at Bathurst was on the 4th of May last year against North Queensland, where the Cowboys beat them
1: 26-20. I remember that game. Yes, so we did.
0: I am taking the storm in this game, unfortunately. I just think they're going to be too strong. Cam Smith's coming out with his tripping foot.
1: Oh, hasn't that been raised?
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. We should have a Cam Smith watch every week.
1: I don't know how he can trip like that.
0: That was shocking. Sunday, the 31st of March, at 3.05pm in Campbelltown. The West Tigers at the top of the ladder. Hosting the Bulldogs,
1: the Western Suburbs Tigers, not Balmain, playing out <laughs> at Campbelltown for all the fibros out there. I've actually gone the Bulldogs. Oh my god! I know.
0: It's first I, birth versus last.
1: I, yeah. Look, Dean Pay's got the Dogs of War. He's he's. I think he's cut up some like six odd players. Reese Martin's back in the team. I I've got the Dogs to they're the upset. Put them in your multi at four to one. But yeah, I've got the dogs in this one. Hail
0: Mary indeed. I'm taking the West Tigers. I'm taking the safe (laughs) Probably the safe option.
1: Probably the safe option.
0: And the final game of the round on 31st of March at 5.10pm the Rabbitohs in third place are hosting the Titans in 15th at ANZ Stadium.
1: Yeah, look, this could just be the, the sea breeze in the air. It could be I don't know, the the dinner I had earlier. I maybe I'm not thinking correctly, but oh no, I know, I know. I've I've gone the boys from the glitter strip, the titans to get up in this one.
0: I don't think Ash Taylor's back, you know.
1: I I know, I know. I look at their pack now, and they've they've still got a a, they got Joy Arrow, they've got Jared Wallace, they've got Ryan James, they've got Pete's. Someone's got to go. They got Gordon at the back. We've got the Don Copley. Can they put it all together? Why not take a big scalp in the bunnies this week and assert yourself on the NRL stage?
0: You know they haven't scored a point. I'm aware. In 120 minutes.
1: I'm aware of this, but hey, look, stats <laughs> are one thing, opportunity is another, and you're only as good as your next.
0: <laughs> I think it's going to be rabbit <laughs> by about 65 <laughs> points to nil. And 65, oh. yes, because Greg Inglis is going to kick a field up.
1: Just to put it beyond doubt.
0: Just to do uh, Anthony Milford and rub it in. Well, that's the tips this week. I think we all know.
1: Choose your words kindly, mate. <laughs> Just remember what happened in round one.
0: Oh, right, right. Okay. The fans,
2: Milford says, this game normally has a one-pointer, doesn't it? And he slots
0: one. A little bit of practice. Well, that's episode three of On the Ranch, Thanks very much for tuning in. I'm Bob. You can find us on Facebook at On The Spot. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at XRBob. Or you can email us at ontheranchnq at gmail.com. You can find us at podcast.com. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Stitcher as well. So
1: you can find us easier than where's Wally. Well, that's a good night from Rob. Good night from the Pestle. It's been a pleasure once again. And we'll be back to do it all again next week. Until then,
0: ride 'em, cowboys! Yeah. Give your love to a cowboy
1: man. He's gonna love you hard as he
2: can. Give your love to a cowboy man. He's gonna love you hard as he can.
1: That's a good one. Where was that? The last two weeks.
0: <laughs> Holy. productions just ramped up this guy <laughs>